Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Everything Voice of Us podcast, The African Perspective. It's Tico again, and uh, today I just want to talk about succeeding as a voice of artist and the things that I think you need to pay attention to. Three very important things, but so this doesn't go so cliche and mundane, right? First thing is, this is a solo episode, so you're just going to be hearing my voice from the beginning till the end and i hope i don't bore you <laughs> i'm not a boring person but um one person talking you know that could be a stretch sometimes so let's just see how this goes right and this is going to be the second solo episode episode six of season two of the podcast i mean it's been an amazing season trust me i have had the opportunity to interview maulisa che from ghana um, King E from Nigeria and two veterans from Nigeria in the last two episodes. And we looked at the history of voiceovers in Nigeria and the conversation was very, very, very insightful. I really enjoyed it. I also am grateful to have that rare privilege to interview these personalities, right? Um, it did some things to me. It's not like some of those stories I had not heard them before, but seeing how um welcoming um those veterans were it just you know made me see that we're all in this race trying to arrive at very similar goals um but sometimes we can get carried away by where we are at the moment sometimes we get caught up in that web of comparison where you're looking at yourself you're looking at what you've been able to achieve compared to what someone else has been able to achieve over the years some people have been here for decades. Some people have just been here for three years and they're doing well. So all of those complex here and there, it makes certain people draw back to the shadow. It makes certain people, you know, become resolute in saying, I just want to do this on my own. It makes certain people um, do things without proper context. So uh, you have, you know, I mean, I'm in the industry, right? And one of the things I... I I hold firm to is I'd love or I see myself as a student of the industry. Like I want to learn as much as I can about voiceovers, um, not just theoretically, not just practically, but even experientially. And then from the different perspectives of the key players in the industry or just, you know, everybody, because I, I feel like as much information as I can get to put out there, it helps the entire industry. It helps the listeners to 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 grasp a better perspective of what our realities are as voice actors. So um, I'm trying to ensure that I interview the right persons or you know get their stories on on the podcast, right? But where I'm driving at is um, we need to understand that we are very different as individuals, but we're in. Uh, uh, an industry that makes us all, I mean, that unifies us based on what we do, right? And we need to respect ourselves, right? I felt so respected by um, the elders that I interviewed. And I think it's a very mutual thing. You don't just get into a space and you, <laughs> you, you wear the cap of authority just like that. And you don't respect people that have been there ahead of you. You just come and you want to police people or you just want to dictate how things should be. I think um, it shouldn't be that way. 
And I'm not going to also be um, oblivious of the fact that sometimes there's a disconnect from the generation before to our our own generation or people that are trying to, you know, come into the industry to 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 put some level of structure to things is, well, let's not even, you know, throw blames here and there, but let's just acknowledge the fact that we all need each other to survive, right? So uh, I want to say that as much as we all are, you know, doing things individually, I think it's really important for us to also put things into perspective, right? Um, acknowledge ourselves, celebrate what we're doing. Uh, you don't necessarily have to really parley with everybody, to be honest, but then it's an industry. Then the truth is that the industry is still young, <laughs> still trying to find its feet. So um, we need we need each other more than we think. And uh, I think that's just really important to know. Now, all I've been saying kind of like ties into the main topic or the main conversation for today. How is it a conversation if it's just me? <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, just enjoy, just follow me, right? So a couple of days ago, I met this friend of mine. Uh, he's my friend now, but back then when I just met him, it was like someone I was looking up to in the voice, I mean, in the radio industry. So a bit of backstory, I used to be an OEP. I still have it in me, right? But I retired. No, no, no. I did not retire. I resigned, right? Uh, that was in 2021. Anyway, while I was trying to get into radio, he has been doing radio for a long time. So we got talking. And also like me, he has also kind of like pushed radio aside for a while. And he's just doing other things. But he has a fantastic voice. And he told me about how he admires what I've been doing in recent times in the voice of our industry and you know he just wants to come into the voice of our industry and just do his thing and and, and the thing is that most broadcasters especially radio presenters have that thing in them like the innate ability to do voiceovers it's just that it's for them it's more like it's just one thing that we just do on the aside and you know we we, we know how to do it you know we're okay making our money and this is just like a side hustle. So the level of attention and seriousness that they put into voiceover is not like some of us who decide we're going to do this, right, as a full time. <laughs> Nonetheless, I see that as the industry is growing, we have people who are paying attention, especially OEPs who are saying, oh, wow, okay, let me pay more attention to this. Let's see how we can also make money from this and make it a big deal. So, uh, I had to schedule a time where, or we scheduled a time where we talked about how it can succeed in the voice of our industry. And that's what I'll be sharing with you today because the things we talked about weren't just limited to him as a, an established owner personality who is trying to get into the voice of our industry, but they cut across, you know, almost everybody. Even if you've been in the voice of our industry, these things will be very useful to you. Even if you're just coming into the voice of our industry, these things, I believe, will be equally relevant to you. So what am I talking about today? I'm talking about three things that I believe are more like the must-have 
to have a successful voiceover career. Okay, that sounds nice. <laughs> sounds like, you know, it has a ring. The must have to have to have a successful voiceover career. That sounds very crazy weird. Okay, but anyways, you guys get what I'm trying to say. Things three things that I believe that every voiceover artist that is going to be successful need to pay attention to. And if you can get these three things going, um, you definitely succeed in the voiceover industry. And why they are three and why they are very important is that you need to have the three of them in equal balance or you need to have the three of them simultaneously um, to attain success in the industry. So today is not about talking about, oh, this is how you need to sound in voiceovers or these are the equipment that you need to get. I'm just talking about generally now to have a successful voiceover career. One, two, three. Pay attention to them and in with time, you're going to get there. So I'll start with the first one, which I don't know which should come first in this one and the next one, but I think this actually should come first, which is um, networking. So I know schooling or education should come first in everything, right? But I'll explain networking because I feel like networking will help you get the right education. So hear me out, right? I feel like every voiceover artist should learn how to network. It is really important. And I'm not even talking about networking with clients now. I'm talking about networking with people in your industry because... Um, like it or not, people have been here before you and they know how things run. They know how things operate. When I was going to start my voiceover journey, right, I I took a course on Udemy, a voiceover-related course on Udemy. And after taking that course, I didn't feel satisfied because the person teaching me, the voice actor teaching in that course, first of all, was a black American and the things it was teaching, even though it's relatable to an extent because these are still principles of voiceover, it wasn't totally relatable. It wasn't localized, right? So I was hearing him do voiceovers in the black American way of speaking, whereas I do Nigerian or I, my accent is originally typically Nigerian or even say African. So it was difficult to really import the things that he taught me 100% in my own uh, locale. Now, how does this relate? I mean, you need to network with people doing what you want to do in your region. Um, and that doesn't mean you can't network with people outside the borders of your region because um, they also have some amazing um, insights to the industry. But then, if you're doing voiceovers from Nigeria, for instance, you need to understand the Nigerian landscape voiceover-wise. So we, if, for instance, you have a client and you go use the GVAA rate card or you go use some international rate card to, to serve your client and say, oh, these are my charges, it will be, ah, my, based on the type of client you're working with or you are hoping to work with, that will reflect a different scenario because 
they won't be able to relate to the rate card. How they charge in dollars is not equivalent to how we charge here in Nigeria, in Naira. You need to understand certain differences like, um, you know, the earning power of people here is quite different from what is obtainable in the US or in Europe or all of that. So you need to really relate to people in your industry. You need to network. You need to join communities. Maybe not as a matter of need, but it is important. Let me put it that way. You should associate with people in this industry. You should relate. You should follow them. You should observe what they're doing. You should, you know, get a bit closer. And I'm not saying this in terms of trying to stalk people because as I am almost every day I'm answering a question that is voiceover related so I'm not looking for somebody to stalk me and you know give me more work to do the podcast is enough work um, my clients enough work I've got good at voiceovers enough work that I'm doing so um but 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 trying to learn from the people around you it is really important Still on networking, one of the ways is literally learning as well. Like taking some money and paying for a voiceover class, course, mentorship, training, whatever it is, it will get you closer to your industry. Unlike me that took a Udemy course uh, and, and I got trained initially then or taught by someone who is in African or Nigerian indigenously, right? Um, I mean, it didn't know me. I couldn't ask questions. This is a recorded Udemy course that, I mean, it was just far. So you, if you can take a course a around you, there are many voiceover institutions in Nigeria that you can, that's if you're in Nigeria. If you're elsewhere, you can find voiceover institutions of learning in your community, in your country, I don't know everywhere. I don't know the ones that exist, but I know that if you get to different countries, there are people that are doing voiceovers in different countries in Africa and you can follow them, follow what they do, find out if there's a community that you can work with. Um, this is a very healthy way of you networking because at the end of the day, in most cases, many of those courses, many of these institutions, they add you in or they, they, they put you in a group or in a community of alumni, you know, these are people who have been students of the academy or of the institution. And then you can continue the conversation from there. Ask questions. Get people who are experts to help you. I think it is really important. Now, let's get into the next um, thing that I'll talk about. You know, I remember I said three things that I need you to pay attention to if you're going to succeed in the voiceover industry and the first one is networking oh i also i almost forgot to mention part of networking isn't just following people whom you respect in the industry or getting mentors or getting trained right signing up for a course another way you can network is attending voiceover events attending webinars attending conferences in the past one month or in the past two weeks, we've had webinars, voiceover-related webinars. I've had the privilege of hosting at least two of those, right? And one was with AVWA, that's the Association of Voiceover Artists of Nigeria, 
And we're talking about getting voiceover gigs locally and internationally. So because I've mentioned it right now, I'm going to put the link in the show notes so you can check that out. Um, the video is on YouTube. Well, we had veterans uh, and key players in the industry talk to us about how you can get voiceover gigs locally and internationally. And right there, people would network, people would see each other, people would exchange ideas and all of that. I also um, hosted another one with Abva, and there we were talking about how you can protect your voice legally, right? Um, so all of those happen. You need to be a part of this event. There is the Voice of a Conference coming up in May next month. So because this is April 2023, in case you're listening to this from sometime in the future. <laughs> so the Voice of a Conference will be happening and you need to be a part of this kind of event so you can meet industry colleagues, industry experts, ask questions, exchange ideas. By networking, you can literally also get jobs. I have colleagues that they reach out to me and they tell me, oh, these clients need this kind of voice and we think your voice, or I think your voice would be better for this, this job. So I'm referring you to this client and I get the job. I mean, I can go on and on and on because there was an established network. I have um, clients who I have had to help get voice talent within my reach. People who I have networked with, right? So it's really important for us to network with each other for educational reasons, for um, even job or, or gig reasons, many other reasons like that, right? Yeah. And now let me get into the second thing. The second thing I think you need to really pay attention to seriously is your technical capacity. Technical capacity. <laughs> and when I say technical capacity, I know it sounds techy, right? Maybe uh, you, you think I'm just talking about getting a proper mic, a studio and all of that. Actually, that is a concrete part of this point. But I want to say as well that a very concrete part of this point as well is the ability to deliver. And when I say the ability to deliver, I mean you being able to use your voice properly. You've been able to deliver scripts. You know, you've been able to interpret and deliver, you know, your rendition as a voiceover artist is really important. All of that is your technical capacity, your capacity to deliver a job. Uh, I, I I feel like, oh, I believe that you need to pay attention to this as well if you're going to succeed as a voiceover artist. I mean, what's the point in networking with all of the important or um, all of the, you know, top, top folks in the industry or, you know, just your colleagues if you cannot also deliver jobs when they say, hi, um, I, I think your voice would be better to do this gig, but you are not able to deliver. So um, a quick one about how you can upgrade in technical capacity is I'm splitting it into two real quick. One is your ability to deliver, which by attending some of this voiceover training institutes, you will really get better. And I'll say this again, as I've said before in the past, getting better is a job that has to do with 70 to 80% of your own contribution. 
you don't leave the job to your coach or to your mentor or to the academy or institution that you're attending and you think that because you've paid some amount of money, you're going to get better. No, you don't get better by taking trainings. You get better by performing. What is the use of learning and learning and learning and not doing? So we have cases of people who they probably did even get somebody to, you know, really, really train them. They were self-taught and they got better by doing this over and over and over again. And then you have another class of people who they just pay money to get trained and they learn and they learn and they learn, but they hardly practice. They hardly rehearse. So you need to put in the work. Don't pay for a training and sit down and think that they're just going to teach you everything and you learn from there. You need to put in the work. You need to get yourself a microphone, record yourself, listen to yourself, you know, give somebody to listen to you, do that consistently, read out loud, and that's how you get better. And then when you do something and it's not accurate, you can get feedback, you can get corrected, and you, re you do it again, you, you, your performance keeps getting better. That's how you upgrade. All right. So it's really important for you to put in the work. Um, that's for your voice and you get better with your voice. And still talking about technical capacity. The other side to this is the technical things themselves, the gear, the voice of equipment, um, the, the, the condition around how you recur, uh, how you record. So what kind of mic do you use? It's important. Because the difference between some voice talents is not even that they don't have the capacity to deliver in terms of the voiceover itself. It's the kind of equipment that they use. And I'm, again, I'm going to say for the opt-in time on this podcast, I'm, I, I would never recommend you recording on your phone. Even if somebody comes with arguments that certain phones do well, the, 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 the microphone... I'm never going to recommend that. And I'm never going to do a job on my phone. I don't know if I would ever, ever do that. Maybe for fun, but come on. You need to, um, but if you're just starting, so I don't discourage you, you can do some recordings on your phone, not for a client now, but to hear how you sound, to send it to someone who you think can assess your recordings and tell you, oh, these are the things I think you should work on or not. And all of that. All right. So technical capacity is really important. If you don't have the money to pull together um, your gears, your microphone, a solid um, preamp or audio interface sound card, um, a, a very good computer and all of that, you can use a production studio. Find a, a production studio around you and know how much they charge for voiceovers, for production, for mixing the mastery and all of that. And then every time you get a gig, go and do the job in the studio. Get the producer whom you probably, you know, you know the person can do the job for you and get the job done. Don't settle for mediocrity, sorry to say. But this, if, if you're going to just be... Um, 
okay, don't settle for less. I'm just going to leave it at that point, right? Do the job. In, develop your capacity. If you cannot buy the equipment, go to somewhere that they have the equipment. Let them do the job for you. Employ a producer to get the production done for you. This is probably unique to the African market because I know internationally um, companies work with agencies, agencies work with studios, studios source the talent or still maybe um, voiceover agents and all of that. There's there's a way it works there. But over here, we have many people who get um, approached by the clients themselves. So it, it may be a very slightly different approach, especially in Nigeria. So guys, I feel you, I believe you need to upgrade or you need to do better with your technical capacity and your voiceover rendition and the equipment or the gear, the studio that you're recording, all of those technical things, you need to put them in order. This is the second thing that I believe you need to pay attention to to have a successful voiceover career. Now, what's the third thing that you need to really pay attention to to have a successful voiceover career? Getting clients, right? I feel that's the third thing. Getting clients or getting gigs, getting jobs. So what's the use of networking? Great stuff, you know, knowing the people in the industry, being able to ask questions and all of that. And you also have the technical know-how, the the ability to render, the the gears and all of that, but you're not getting jobs. So you need to pay attention to getting jobs, getting clients. How can you do this? As much as I would, you know, drop my two cents on this, I'm also learning it. <laughs> so I'll just say say the things that I can say really on how you can get clients in the voiceover industry. Uh, well, there is what we call the direct marketing, and then there is the ones that you go via um, pay-to-play sites or casting sites, and then there's the one where you try to form a relationship with um, production studios around, so you're sort of like, um, they know you, they know what you can deliver. And so when there are job opportunities around them, they approach you or they call you and say, oh, we've got this and we think your voice will be good in, um, at, for this commercial. So these are like literally how it works that I know, right? So, I mean, there'll probably be some other ways you can get jobs that I may not remember to mention right now. But off the top of my head, First of all, direct marketing, which has to do with you putting it out there, reaching out to potential clients yourself and letting them know that this is what you do. Um, trust me, it may not work for everybody, but it does work for some people. And another thing I've noticed in this industry is that some things work for some people and they don't work for every other person. Some people they get more jobs via pay-to-play sites. And by pay-to-play sites, I mean online casting platforms where you put your voice there and you say, this is the gig you are selling. And um, a voiceover um, buyer uh, comes to you. 
gets you to do a job, send you a script, you audition and you do the job and you get paid. So that's an online thing. Some people, that's the way they get their jobs and they're enjoying it. Some people do the direct marketing. They do the footwork. They go from one place to another. They, they push, you know, all of that. But I think in all of this, what is important for you to do, either you want to do direct marketing or you want to, I mean, and also part of direct marketing is sending emails to um, potential voiceover buyers. I really don't know how effective this is in Nigeria or in Africa because I've not really tested email marketing for voiceovers. But then I know internationally, it's a practice that a lot of people engage in. But nonetheless, I'm, I was just about to say that what is what I think is parallel in all of this when it comes to marketing yourself, when it comes to getting clients is you need to have a solid digital footprint, digital track record, um, brand identity, um, online image that represents or reflects the service that you render. So you say I'm a voiceover artist, do we come to your page and we really, really see that you're a voiceover artist? Do you have demos that we can listen to? Do you have past jobs that are on your um that are reflective on your page or your social media page? Either it's LinkedIn or it's Instagram. If you're on TikTok, you know, that also is available um on Facebook, on Twitter, whichever whatever platform you, you are. Can I feel just by looking, not even scrolling too, too far, but just by looking at your page, do I feel like this is a page of someone who does voiceovers, right? So that is really important for you to work on because clients would probably check in your social media pages. To take it a step further would be to create a website where clients can easily, easily find you. A website that is well optimized with SEO, um, keywords, right, hashtags and all of that. So that way, someone types your name on the internet on Google and they can find you easily in your website. They can find your website. They can find things about you. They can check your demos and all of that. It's really important. So these are tips on how you can get clients. And part of getting clients is also understanding how to negotiate with clients, um, contracts and um rates and you know all of that but i mean today is just me telling you the three things and trying to emphasize as much as i can why these three things are really really important so i feel like every successful voiceover career needs these three things needs to network needs to get their technical um uh capacity right and also needs to be able to get clients What's the use of getting clients if you cannot deliver, if you're, if you're not capable to deliver, right? If, you're, if your technical capacity is low, what's the use of getting clients where, um, for instance, a client is asking you about how you charge for um, maybe a, a, a particular audio book or maybe an e-learning job, a very unfamiliar terrain, and you have no industry colleague, no network of any sort to even ask questions and say, oh, I got this contract. Can anybody check this contract for me? So you need network as much as you need getting clients. You need technical capacity as much as you need getting clients. Because what is the use of networking? Like I said earlier, 
if you don't have technical capacity? What is the use of having technical capacity if you don't network and you know you don't really know what's obtainable in the industry or you don't get clients even though you have a massive studio? So all of these are really important if you're going to make a successful voiceover career. So back to the beginning, this was the conversation that I had with my friend who, you know, like me, is no longer really actively in the voiceover, um, I mean, in, in the radio industry. And it was quite an interesting, interesting conversation. And I thought it's important for me to share it also with people, to share it with my listeners, to share it with you guys, so you can, you know, make use of the things that have been shared here, discussed, and have a better voiceover career, right? So I think uh, I've done justice to the, today's episode and I look forward to next week's episode. But just before I end this episode of the podcast, I want to mention a few things. So I've been thinking about something, really. I've been thinking about how we can get to relate more. And when I'm saying we, I'm talking about myself and you listening. I know you have questions, maybe based on previous episodes, you probably have questions you'd love to ask or they're just random questions that come in, voiceover-related questions and you need someone to say, oh, I think you should do it this way or do it that way. And the interesting thing is that I have guests on my podcast that would probably be able to answer your questions accurately. So I have decided that, of course, like I say, you can send your questions to me via email so there is an email for the podcast, which is everythingvoiceovers at gmail.com. Everythingvoiceovers at gmail.com. Send your questions, send your comments. It may just be a comment you want to make. Send them to everythingvoiceovers at gmail.com. And trust me, I'm going to read your email. And if it's a question, I'll try as much as I can to answer. If I have a guest on that episode, we could do the answering of the questions together. All right. So that's one. Secondly, is that we went for that to create a Telegram platform for listeners of this podcast. So if you're a fan of the podcast and you want a community, just like I was talking about in the podcast earlier, if you want a community of voiceover artists to belong to in Africa, I will be dropping the link to this new Telegram account in the show notes so you can click on the link and, you know, it directs you to the Telegram account. It's a Telegram group, right? And there you can meet other voiceover artists in the continent um, from different places. People will listen to the podcast. You can share your ideas. You can ask your questions. You can, you know, just relate, be a part of the community. And trust me, I'm going to be putting updates on that Telegram platform from time to time. Ooh. So I think I've done a lot of talking today, right? Um, <laughs> it's just me on the solo episode of this podcast today. I look forward to more interesting um, episodes of the podcast. I have a ton of things that I'd like to talk about in forthcoming episodes. Another thing that you should be expecting from the podcast moving on is on a weekly basis, I also try to touch on, you know, news or happenings in the voice of our industry. So just to keep you guys up to date with what's going on in the voice of our industry, right? I think it's really important. So expect that starting from the next episode. All right, guys, I've exhausted everything I've got to say today on the episode, and I've spoken for so long that I think I need to take a break. <laughs> so, uh, yep, 
I'll catch you guys on the next episode of the podcast, the Everything Voice of Us podcast, the African Perspective. Till then, my name is T-Code, and I would say network, develop your technical capacity, and learn how to get clients. See you next time, and bye. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe, leave a comment, and tell someone about it. Follow the podcast on everything videos on all social media platforms. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode. This podcast is a Coded Voiceovers production.